It's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. Welcome back to the Pandarin Talk. My name's Sean Dangler, and I'm with you as always. This is another edition of A Day in the Life. And that's right, I'm back. I don't really have much... To talk about, I, my wife and I went to the Principal Charity Classic this weekend, and I think I went. I probably talked about it last year uh, because that's you know what I did. And it was pretty fun, pretty similar. Uh, the sitting arrangements were a little different. Where last year you kind of got in, we got into our little special special section. Kim gets through her work, but instead of you just being able to sit with anywhere in the section, they have it cornered off to the business. Uh, you had the tickets through. And so, uh, yeah, basically that's the thing is that we had to sit in a little smaller section. You didn't have as much say over what you wanted, but in honesty, it did not matter that much. The biggest thing, and this was kind of relevant last year, but I will say the biggest draw on the senior tour is John Daly for sure. And that's like. You don't even have to be like that big of a golf fan and people enjoy just seeing John Daly for what he is. He's got like his, well, he used to have blonde hair. It might be more silver now or whatever it is, gray. He's got long hair, doesn't wear a hat, you know, wearing his goofy pants, got a beard. He just doesn't, he looks very unkept, doesn't look like a golfer. And and that's, that's basically it. And people are like taking videos, pictures of him because he's just that. That interesting, I will say. And so, he is the biggest draw. If you ever go to a senior tour uh, thing, he's by far the biggest draw of all the golfers who are there. I think the second biggest one that seemed... Actually, I don't know. I guess for me, the other golfer who I really wanted to see and who I got to see last year and I was excited to see this year is the Big Easy, baby. Ernie Els. I always enjoy seeing Ernie Els. Uh, and the crowd, I think the crowd also, like, he's another big fan favorite because people were yelling his name when he was near us. And so, we are done kind of sitting there eating and drinking our stuff. I don't remember what drink we had. I switched to beer. I had some, like, lime, vodka water type of stuff with some lime and lemon, I think, in it. Or maybe it was just limes. I don't know. It was pretty good. I will say, you can only drink so much of that. I had... A sun, not a summer shandy, it was the, whatever the Goose Island version of the shandy is. I had that. You can only have one of those, and then your gut starts hurt. Then I finished it off with the old diesel, baby. Old Budweiser. And then we kind of just walked around. Kim and I walked a little bit of the course to, like, see where other people were golfing. Ran into a guy I hadn't seen in years, so that was weird. But it was good to see him. Just kind of wa- watch some other golfers. I don't know. It's... I, I I don't think I'll ever go to a golf event I have to pay for. Unless it was like some major thing and there was some real reason I needed to go. But if it's free and I get free food and drink too, that's pretty entertaining. Or at least just a good time. And the weather was, this year was a little cooler. It wasn't nearly as hot as last year. And it was kind of the right temperature to just attend a golf thing. Where you could go by wearing your shorts and a shirt. But you weren't like freezing and you weren't just still sweating balls through it. So that's really the major thing that Kim and I did this weekend. 
The other thing we did is we went, uh, Kim and I, uh, Kim and I, no, there is no other major thing. I was just kind of rattling on there. It's brain doesn't work sometimes. What happened is this is I want to talk about comedy. There we go. Just a little bit. People always ask me. I, I'm always shocked when people are like, I could never do it. I, I don't understand how you could go up and do stand-up. Or improv, but usually I'm doing stand-up for this point. Uh, because most people don't understand improv that well. So, we'll just st stick with stand-up. But a lot of people do say that, like, ah, man, you're courageous. I can't believe you can do it. First off, I, I honestly believe anyone can do stand-up. Uh, one of the reasons I say that is I've gone to so many open mics, and I can tell you there are much worse people at open mics than probably what you are uh, in terms of comedy. I've seen literally the worst of the worst. Like I, And I don't think it matters whatever scene you're in. You can be in L.A., you can be in Bozeman, Montana, you can be in Springfield, Missouri, it does not matter where you are. You will see the worst of the worst, and you'll be like, I am better than that. And it's and the thing is, a lot of people get over the fact that are like, hey, like, like, you know, they whatever. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you're going to suck no matter what when you start out, no matter how good you think you are at stand-up. You're going to suck. Like, that's that's just what it is. We all, everyone does. It's very rare that you'll see someone come in, start doing stand-up, and they're, like, top-notch, very funny from the get-go. They might have spurts of moments. It's not that you won't be funny. It's that probably most of your material is, A, most people have heard something similar to it. B, it's just not going to be as funny because you just haven't done it. Like, literally, the thing with stand-up is you have to just keep doing it to get better like you can't usually just come in hot on it not saying it can't happen because i've seen that happen but and it's hard like that and usually what happens is you might have a good first mic because it's like all this material you're just waiting to say and then the next mic you're gonna suck or the third mic and then you'll you'll eat it and you'll be like god what the fuck i was so funny and then you'll realize oh then you'll have to, that's the part where you have to push through and be like, okay, I gotta just be better, get better. That type of jazz. Like, that's what it is. And so, it is hard doing comedy. It is. Like, it's it's literally, to me, open mics, doing comedy, it's, it's like, it's a muscle, in a sense, you know? It's like working out. It's like going to the gym. You constantly kind of have to be doing it. Now, you can take it from the approach of, I'm going to go out every night, I'm going to do that, or I'm going to just try to get out once a week or a couple times a week. And I used to be of the mindset, I'm going to try to get out as much as possible, but that didn't. That led me to kind of getting burnt out. And I do think, starting off, that's a good strategy to do. If you don't have other stuff going on, you don't have that many commitments. I was a little younger then, didn't have as many prior responsibilities. And it's a lot easier to do it then when you don't have as much going on because you can really put the time and effort in. But eventually I, I got myself burned out on it just because I was doing a lot of shows, a lot of different things. And the, then the pandemic hit and it kind of reset my out my my look outlook on it. Not 
not to the extent I don't want to do comedy. It's more I'm going to pick and choose my spots and really just enjoy the spots that I'm actually in instead of trying to overdo it and then just not be happy ever. Like that's that's the approach that I went with. Honestly, that's that is what I that's what I decided to do was to just go with that approach. You know, to be a little happier. But that yet is not the hardest part about doing comedy. I'm not really trying to make comedy be hard. If you don't want to do stand-up, just fucking do it. Just go have fun. The biggest thing about doing stand-up is this, is don't get wrapped up in what other people, other comics think of you. Just go have fun, and as long as the audience is laughing and having fun with you, you're doing a good job. That's all that matters. Like last night, there's this guy on stage trying to tell, and this is like happens at open mics. Not that often, but it's usually people who are newer will have this issue. Not all the time. Again, prefacing that. This guy's trying to tell a rape joke. Never fucking works. Don't fucking do it. That's my one one advice. Don't ever tell a rape joke. No matter how edgy you think you are, you fucking suck at it. That's that's it. That's literally... It never fucking works. And it's just the most annoying thing. I'm... You know, I work a little more clean than most people, but that fucking joke just never fucking works. It never impresses me. It doesn't matter if you're a dirty comic. It's fucking stupid. Just don't do it. That's my word to uh, word of advice there. I don't know where I was going. I just that I just got reminded of watching that guy set last night. It fucking pissed me off because <laughs> it's so stupid. It is the dumbest fucking shit to do. You're not funny at all doing that. But what I'm saying is the hardest part. Boone stand-up isn't actually the stand-up part of it. Because that, just have fun. That's all it is. The hardest part is not letting other people control what you feel. In the sense of, uh, for me, it, it's taking a long time. I still struggle with it because it's not easy. And it's this literally can apply to almost every walk of life that you've ever been in. Don't be jealous of what other people do. And don't let other people's like thoughts of you influence how you do what you do. Because I know... You know, I've in the past, you know, I've I've had not I've heard or whatever, you know, I just there's people I, I you know, I want them to really like my comedy, but it's just like it took me a long time to realize not everyone has the same cup of tea for comedy. So people just aren't going to like you in some sense. In your comedy in some sense. That doesn't mean they don't like you as a person, they're just not gonna enjoy whatever laughs you're trying to get by whatever humor you have. Like that's just that's how it goes. And it's hard to get over that fact because for a person like me who always wants everyone to enjoy me or I just want to be liked by everyone, it's a hard thing to deal with. But that's just true. Is You have to just play to what makes you happy and just play, just know that there are people, everyone has a sense of humor. Like, everyone has different sense of humor, but there are people with similar sense of humor. That's just, but the rape joke guy, that guy can fucking, ugh. I hope he gets better because I've seen it before and people usually get better from that. I hope he moves on from that set and then can improve and tell actual better jokes. We'll see what happens, uh, but whatever. I'll keep you informed on that. But just also don't don't be jealous of people. Like that's the hardest thing. And like the funny thing about doing comedy for me was I always hated networking in college. It's the biggest thing you and I business taught me. Was like, oh, you got to network. You got to do this. I've always hated that. I've never been good at it. I don't enjoy it from the standpoint of, I don't think I should have to, like, 
talk to you just because I know I need, I want something from you. That's how it always feels. It doesn't feel like that. If I want to talk to you, it's because I, I'm your friend or I want to be friendly with you and I like you as a person. And it's not, I'm purposely trying to get something from you. Like that is not what I'm trying to do at all. And I thought, oh, hey, I'll do comedy, you know, like that's just, you know, you'll just tell jokes and you'll have fun. Not necessarily true. (laughs) Because comedy, like comedy, it's also like, I was thinking, oh, it's, it's the most subjective thing, you know, you're funny or not. Not necessarily true. It's pretty subjective is how comedy works, whether people find you funny or not. There's, that's just how it is. Terrible uh, idea on my spot. But going with the networking thing or that is it's like, you know, you either, you can't be jealous of other people, A, because you have different brands of humor, two, you know, some people know how to network better and that's how it is, you know, and they're better at doing that. They don't feel as salesy doing it in a sense. I, on the other hand, that's how I just feel. I'm not great at it. I'm trying to be better. In terms of, I'm not trying to be like salesy. I just am trying to talk to people more and be more friendly with people. And maybe that's just the textbook definition of network. But it's honestly coming from a point of, maybe I'm not as close to people as I should be. And that's kind of where I'm going with that. And I sometimes feel, maybe I am taking for granted. I don't think I am. I think I'm mostly friendly and I I try to be nice to anyone and help people out. As long as you're not the fucking rape joke guy. Rape joke Usually not a girl. Usually typically just a straight white guy. It's fucking annoying as shit. Uh, <laughs> did not think that guy was living rent free in my head this long, but uh, it happens, guys. It happens. What I'm saying is, if you want to do comedy, go do an open mic. Go have fun. And you can do it. It doesn't matter how old you are or whatever. It's There's a wide variety of performers who perform at stand-up. And so... I'm always happy I've done it. It's it's honestly has much time as I've put in this little hobby and passion of mine. It has gotten me to other places. And I, if I would have never done it, I would have never been as creative, whether making this podcast or writing for the Iowa starting line or having an improv group or doing shows at theaters in Iowa. Like, literally, it's something that's keep, kept me motivated. I, I just can't imagine... I mean, I could probably do something else. Probably when I have a kid, I probably won't do it as much. But, like, it is it is my baby, in a sense. And I don't know how other people... <laughs> like, to me, doing comedy, like, I see other people. I'm like, what do other people do during the... Like, this thing, I really enjoy this. I hope other people... I know other people probably have other hobbies like this and that stuff. But to me, it's like, this is the only thing I can see myself doing and enjoying. Because it's just something you always can get better at. Like, you can't be, you can always get better. You can't get, you know, you can't just hit a point and be like, I'm done. That's when you just stop doing comedy. And so that's, that. I mean, that's honestly what it is, is it's like, I could do this forever. I don't think I probably will, because I think you get to a certain age and it just doesn't work out as well. Uh, I'm hoping I can just be successful enough I can keep doing it. But, you know, we'll see when we get there. Hopefully not anytime soon. I honestly had set an arbitrary goal back in the day. I'll be like, I'm done by 30 if nothing works. But honestly, so far right now, I'm 30. And it's been actually the most enjoyable time of doing comedy for me. So that's how things go, you know? That's life. But that's all I have. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this insight was a little bit 
uh, informative and you enjoyed it. And that's basically it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Pandering Talk. If you got any questions, concerns, or comments, just hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all under The Pandering Talk. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.